Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have a very special guest, Dr. Raquel Muller, and she is a very good friend of mine. And we were in a mastermind together recently, and I just absolutely love her. And I love what she does. She is the mompreneur success specialist. So welcome, Dr. Muller. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us about you. How did you kind of make that transition from the doctoring, which you can tell us what kind of doctor you are in a minute to, you know, becoming that coach for moms? Sure. Well, I started out as a psychologist. And in fact, I still am a psychologist licensed in the state of Oregon. And when I started my practice about four years ago, it was a general practice and I just wanted to help people. That's why I went into psychology in the first place. It was family psychology. And not knowing anything about running a successful business, I started to do some research online and started to find resources. And people were talking about niching down. And in that process, I also came across some coaches and consultants that I started to follow. I also began to participate in networking meetings. I was invited by a neighbor to go check out a networking group locally. So I started to get in connection with other women business owners. And so that all really inspired me. And I started to realized that I really love the idea of doing coaching, of helping people to grow, not just recover from trauma or depression or anxiety, but to really thrive and go to the next level. And in fact, the kind of therapy that I was doing is cognitive behavioral. So that really was very similar to coaching, very future oriented. And so if it felt like a good fit. And I also discovered that I love to speak. So I started to use speaking as a way to promote my business. So I, and I created a, a coaching program and the whole thing. So I started right away to promote the, the coaching services, even as I was doing the therapy practice. And in 2020, I took my big jump. I think the pandemic sort of accelerated that transition for me. And uh, so here I am now I'm doing uh, just the coaching and not doing the therapy anymore. And I'm really happy with that decision. That's awesome. And I know that it created a lot more flexibility in your lifestyle too, because yeah. I've seen you take little trips, you know, here and there and that kind of thing. <laughs> and just seeing someone for me, and I think we've talked about this before in our private conversations, but for me, seeing you be able to do that and know that like, okay, I can just plan a three-day weekend in somewhere and take the kids somewhere is really inspiring. So thank you so much. Yes. I love that. And that's one of the things that really attracted me to coaching. The fact that there is that flexibility in the first place, when you're a therapist, you can only operate in a certain geographical location, right? Where you're, wherever you're licensed, that's where you are. That's where your clients are. 
and they cannot be other places. And I love the idea of being able to work from anywhere. The fact that I could be on the beach in Hawaii and I could be having a coaching session with someone over Zoom, it's just amazing and fantastic. So that really broadens my opportunity to serve more people and gives me flexibility as well. And I just love, love, love that. That's awesome. I love it. Well, I love your story. And if you had never attended that networking group, we would not have met or if you hadn't started networking, because we met through networking. So yeah. So I'm very happy that you did that. You took that step because then now we know each other. Yes. It's been a really great fortune to meet you as well, Amanda. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about busting the myth of the super mom. I'm totally guilty of trying to do all of it, trying to do it all well, falling flat on my face, disappointing my husband, disappointing kids, disappointing myself, disappointing my family, all of those things. So let's talk about it. How can we avoid all of those things? And is being a super mom really possible? Wow. Well, I like to say, and you know, I think that there's, there's something really beautiful about trying to be a super mom, right? Because it speaks to that desire to grow, to improve ourselves, to always do better, to do a great job as a mom. It speaks to the fact that we take that responsibility seriously, right? And that we want to give our kids the very best experience that we possibly can. And so I love that idea as a, an ideal, right? And it's one of those things, it's like perfection, right? I mean, it, it is, it, it encompasses perfection. That, so perfection is, is great to aspire to in a way, but at the same time, it's, it's not really attainable and it's not sustainable, especially in the traditional form. And what I mean by that is, you know, I picture the super woman with the cape and the tight fitting outfit that she looks absolutely fantastic in and totally put together. This superhero doesn't need any rest, doesn't need any food or water, is always ready to jump into action and go rescue someone. And the reality is that as human beings, we have limitations and to respond in that way is just not sustainable over the long term, uh, lest we cause some serious harm to ourselves. And that has happened, right? I'm sure that you've seen it. Definitely. We've all heard the cautionary tales about just working yourself so hard, trying to do all the things and then burning out and crashing. And so in, I actually created a Facebook community that I call redefining Supermom. And so the whole idea there is to go from this traditional picture of the superwoman who does it all and does it perfectly. Let's not forget to the kind of super mom that really starts by honoring herself, her own humanness, her needs and desires as a person who continues to grow herself as an individual. And in doing that is then able to bring even more awesomeness, more goodness to her family, to her work, but in a way that doesn't lead to burnout. in a way that feels sustainable, in a way that feels fulfilling, in a way that brings you alive. That's really what I mean by redefining supermom. So we can be supermoms in that sense, but we got to start with 
prioritizing ourselves, our needs, our well-being, our growth. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you keep saying, the one word that you keep saying that like keeps uh, popping into my head is like a key, like a trigger word is sustainability. Mm. And it's that like every school year, you know, you have this, like you get the school supplies, you get the clothes, you, you know, say, I'm going to get the kids up early. So we have a nice relaxing morning, you know, like, and it'll be great. And then something happens the night before you get crap sleep and you're grumpy when you wake up and the kids are grumpy. And then like everything that you had planned falls away, you know? So that's the sustainability word is kind of one of the hardest things for me because I'll have like a couple days where I do really good and everything's working well and then something will happen and it just throws everything off. So mm-hmm. can you speak to that unpredictability and the sustainability? Yeah. Well, so I think sustainability, what I've discovered for myself is that it boils down to having regular consistent habits and practices that you incorporate into daily life that is the sustainable what makes something sustainable and of course you know it takes some work before something becomes a habit right so it, it first requires getting intentional about okay so what do I want my experience to be like on a you know consistent basis And so, for example, one of the things that I advocate a lot is to have a morning routine where for me, for example, I wake up at five-ish in the morning and I'll do my morning ritual, which is some meditation, doing journaling, doing some exercise, doing some affirmations. So these kinds of things really help to get the day started on a good note. And that for me, that ritual is a non-negotiable, non-negotiable. And so we all need to have those non-negotiables, I think, you know, and one of the big things that we saw going on with the pandemic, for example, is that people fell out of their routines. They might've had something going on that was really good and was working, but then when that happened, like things got thrown off. Yes. The kids and so are like in the, school one day and then all of a sudden, like they're not going to school for the foreseeable yes. future. And you're like, wait, what, how did that happen? Like, that's not, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it's one of the things then that, you know, the pieces of advice that I gave and that I heard a lot is we need to get back to our routines and our rituals and the, you know, we need a structure human beings need that. We need structure in order, in order to function and in order to thrive uh, in the most, the best, uh, most efficient way, mm-hmm. right? And that includes our kids, Yeah. right? It gives us predictability. And granted, there are definitely times when things pop in, you know, to speak to that uh, unpredictability that happens, you know, crap happens sometimes and we cannot control that. However, if most of the time we do have a consistent structure and a consistent set of habits that we practice that lead to that well-being that we're going for, then most of the time we're going to be okay and we'll be better prepared and better able to handle those unexpected things that come out of left field. 
in particular with this morning ritual, right? One of the things is, you know, again, so meditation, gratitude, journaling, and all of these things are things that also help to cultivate inner calm, which is super, super helpful when the shit hits the fan, when things start like popping out of left feet. And I always talk about this, right? Like there's chaos and you can have circumstances, but circumstances don't have to have you. Meaning, all right, so you can go back and ask yourself, okay, what do I need right now? What can I do right now to bring myself back to center? Or what is most important in this moment? As opposed to, oh my gosh, you know, I need I need to take care of all these things and it, it all has to get done now. And I don't know what to do. You know, we all have the freak out moments, but it's bringing yourself back to like, okay, let's calm down. Let's take some deep breaths. Let's get centered. Yeah. Let's come back to gratitude, yeah. right? That's Let's, right? Like, and what are the things that are going to help you calm down to help you get centered so that you are able to handle those things when they show up? Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And I used to have that morning ritual and it was very, very effective when I did it. And then, like you said, the pandemic happened and I'm just now starting to kind of get back to being able to get up early and enjoy that time that I have those couple hours, few hours before the kids get up and, and that kind of thing. I've been getting up around five now as well for the last week or so. And it just changes, you know, your whole day to have that alone time. Right. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. So, but I think a lot of moms kind of sell themselves on the idea. Well, first of all, I'm not a morning person, Raquel. I'm not a morning person. I can't wake up at no 5 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) Or I don't have time. I don't have five minutes to do, you know, anything for myself. What are you talking about? But you know, the reality is we, for the things that are important, we find the time. Yes. We find the time. And yeah, so not everybody's going to be a 5 a.m. person. That's okay. So that's why I tell people, let's start with 15 minutes. Start waking up 15 minutes before you normally do, ideally before everybody else in your household gets up. I read in a book one time, it's a Rachel Hollis book. And she says, if you wake up with your kids, you're already behind the eight ball. And I totally believe that, right? Like if you're waking up with your kids, you're all like already like in, re- in reactive mode, right? Like, okay, let's yes. get up, let's go fix some breakfast, make the lunches, you know, what, what do we have going on today? So instead of having that calm period where you can just get centered, get grounded, reflect, just be alone, right? Like fill your cup. And that's an analogy that I use a lot as well with my moms. Fill your cup first. That's where everything flows from. Yeah. It's like the, you know, the plane and the air mask or whatever it's called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I saw another, uh, I've been using recently this other analogy that I love and it is, you know, those champagne glass towers that you see sometimes at, you know, fancy parties and whatever, right? Well, where do they start pouring the champagne? From the top. Yep. And the moms are usually that top glass. Yes. And the cool thing is when you fill this glass with this luscious, delicious liquid, 
<laughs> you know, mm. then, you know, it, that liquid starts to overflow and pours over very easily, smoothly, seamlessly into all of the other glasses underneath. Mm. And to me, that is just such a beautiful visual of what I want for myself and what I want to see for other moms, right? Like fill yourself up with the most luscious stuff, you know, and then like everything else is going to flow from there and everybody's going to get their fill too, but in a way that doesn't cost you your sanity and your well-being. Like everybody is going to be just full to the brim and and, and so that's the way that I see it, right? It's like if we're bringing that not only to our families, but to everybody that we come into contact with. When we are energized, when we are feeling alive and excited, people feel that shit. Yes, right? so they like, do. Bring it, bring it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So what are, okay, I know we talked about the morning routine, but is there any other, and that's a really, really valuable thing. If you can get up, like, like Raquel said, just 15 <laughs> minutes earlier, you know, just 15 minutes. It's not a big deal and spend five minutes meditating, five minutes, doing something else, five minutes, you know, just do the five minute chunks. Yes. But is there anything else that is like a real game changer in shifting that mindset from like, I need to do it all. And I need to do it all perfectly to, I can do most of it well and be okay mm, with it. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, there are several things that come to mind, stuff that has changed the game for me and for other people that I know. And one of them is self-help books and podcasts such as this one, where you're listening to stories of other people who have in many cases, gone through some really challenging circumstances and have somehow thrived. They have found ways to live their lives differently in a way that's more, again, sustainable, right? Uh, so listening to those stories, it provides that experience of, wow, I'm not alone. And if that person did that, maybe I can do that too. And it provides that inspiration and I think we all need that. I think the soul needs that inspiration, that encouragement. Yes. And certainly, right, that we need to feel connected, which is, of course, one of the things that we've seen in the pandemic is that hunger to be reconnected again, which reminds me, I actually was on a retreat the other day and I was having a moment where I was processing some things and this woman was in front of me and she was asking me how I was and oof, it all came out. And she hugged me. Actually, we just kind of looked at each other like, but I knew, I, you yeah. know, it, it, just, it just felt like it felt right. Yeah. But in that moment of that hug, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize how much I missed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the pandemic, it, it took everything away. Oh my gosh, right? So it was a beautiful moment. And so again, that connection, that not being alone. So I think, you know, this is part of what I recommend too, is that, you know, getting connected with other women in particular. So other moms, other people who get your experience, who understand the challenges, who understand the journey, and who are also looking to create something positive for themselves, right? If they just want to complain and not do anything about it, 
You don't want to be around those people. So you need the people that, you know what I mean? They get it and they can offer support and encouragement and provide a role model, provide an example, call you up into being more of the amazing person that you already are. Sometimes we need that. Other people can see things in us that we don't necessarily see all the time. So I think it's great to have that uh, external support. And that's where coaching comes in. Coaching for me, it has just exponentially increased my level of awareness, the inner peace that I experience, the clarity that I have about what I'm creating, the vision that I have. So I think coaching is one of those things that could be really, really wonderful. And it's a fantastic way to invest in yourself, invest in your well-being, invest in your growth. And we are worth it. I think so many times we just don't see that or we put our worth on how much we can do for others. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so in, in, in that experience of coaching, because which has involved some, some spiritual work, it has been for me realizing that I am worthy regardless of how much I can do, that I am valuable, that I am loved infinitely. And so, and that is what I want other women to also feel, to experience, right? Because to the degree that we experience those things, we give ourselves that is the more good that we're going to allow into our lives. And again, the more good that we have to give to others, because now we're in a better, stronger uh, position to be able to provide other people. It's like laying the foundation for you know, being able to build that house for other people to come inside of kind of. Yes, exactly. Awesome. I love it. So tell us a little bit about the kind of coaching that you do. I think from, you know, talking to you and just this conversation, I think people can get a really good idea of, you know, what they could expect from you um, in coaching, but what is kind of the focus of your coaching? You work mainly with mom entrepreneurs. Correct. And so tell us about what that coaching involves. Yes. So really, so I have a 12 step process and well, first of all, I use a a transformation system that I call woman. It's, it's a, it's an acronym, right? So as in a woman, wield your belief, right? Belief in yourself, belief in your higher power, universal source that's working with you and in you and through you. There is operating from overflow, as we already discussed. Uh, M is for mastering self-love and self-compassion. And the A is for activate your awesomeness. So that is all about, you know, what is your, your purpose to be here on this planet? What is the thing that gives you meaning? And going for that and cre- having a clear vision about that. And then the N is all about nurturing supportive relationships and enlisting support. And so using that framework, these 12 steps involve three pillars. First of all, is all about cultivating well-being and growth. So that entails, you know, your physical, your mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, like nurturing yourself in that way. Again, as you referenced earlier, right, that becomes sort of the foundation upon which everything else is built. And then the next pillar has to do with 
the harmony between work and family life. And so, you know, we talk about balance, right? And balance is another misnomer. Yeah, definitely. Right? <laughs> so, so I like the word harmony because it suggests that work and life can operate in harmony, right? It doesn't mean that everything is always equal and everything gets in a equal amounts of energy and time all the, all the time. But it does mean that you have a sense of, again, harmony. So what that entails is things like mastering your calendar, right? Making sure that the important things get put on there and that you are mastering your calendar as opposed to like other people and circumstances dictating what gets put on your calendar. Yes. I think that's really, really key. Um, and it's also about, you know, creating productivity habits. When you're a business owner, obviously the challenge becomes, how do I get my work done and do this business that I love and grow it, <clears throat> excuse me, and also be with my family, right? Yeah. So part of that is about what are the habits that you're creating to help you be successful and to help you be productive so that you're really focusing ideally on the activities that are really going to move the needle. In other words, your money-making activities and the things that are growing your business and the things also similarly in your family life, the things that are uh, moving the needle there, what brings quality it's not the amount of time, it's the quality and the energy that you put into it. Because what is it worth, you know, like, you know, to say, I'm hanging out with my family, but your mind really is somewhere else, right? You're thinking about your work. And so you're not really present. And that's another big buzzword, right? Being present. So the idea is to be present when you're working so that you can maximize that. And then when it's time to be with your family, then be with your family and leave the work over there to the side. It's moment will come. And that comes again to putting the stuff on your calendar. If you know that the stuff is on your calendar, it's like, okay, I understand that I have this and this to, to get done, but I know that I have a place in my calendar where I'm going to take care of that thing. So I'm going to let it go for now. I love that. And so, so in having boundaries, I think is really important, particularly now when a lot of us are working from home. And we have a zillion interruptions sometimes, you know, I've seen that a lot. And so setting boundaries so that your family understands, hey, I'm doing my work right now. This is important. It's not a hobby. This is my company. This is my business. And I need the time and the energy and the focus to be able to do what I need to do here, right? And boundaries also goes to, you know, setting boundaries in relationships with others so that, again, we're saying yes to the things, the people, the situations, the activities that bring us joy, that bring us fulfillment, that help us to grow and saying no to the things that drain our energy and yeah. that don't really lead us to where we want to go, right? Yeah, definitely. And uh, another really big piece that I've incorporated into my coaching is financial literacy, because so many of us really have never been educated, including myself, about finances and how that works and we've made many mistakes so and especially women we've been excluded from you know that that conversation a lot and a lot of times we've excluded ourselves mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? like I don't know so anything true. about money and finances right like yeah. let my husband handle that stuff but I think that we're doing ourselves a disservice when we do that 
so part of what I want to do then is empower women about money. And that also involves, of course, you know, you're charging money for your services or products, right? So this is like, you have to be comfortable talking money with customers and, you know, charging what you're worth and all these things, as well as being able to personally like manage all of those pieces and have conversations with your partner about um, financial decisions and so forth. Yes. Um, so that's, you know, uh, the second pillar. And then the third pillar is all about support. So support in the sense of like personal growth, who are the people that uh, like your mastermind, right? For example, or having yeah. a coach, people that help you to grow personally and, and in your business as well. And then, you know, the, what kind of support do you need at home and in your business so that you can free up time and energy to focus on the things that are most, that only you can do. Right. That are your genius, right? Like for example, you know, cleaning. I don't particularly, I mean, I do it. I don't particularly love it. My, and actually we used to have a cleaner and then since COVID, we let that go and we haven't brought it back. So now it's time to bring it back. Well, yeah, maybe, definitely. Yeah, 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 right? Because here's here's the thing, you know, you there's many things that we could do that are not a big deal to do. Of course we could do it. But here's the thing. Here's something that I've learned. If there's something that somebody else can do and do it just as well as you, or perhaps even better, mm-hmm. you ain't got no business doing that thing. If yeah. you're trying to run a business. Right. Yep. Right. And CEOs, we are the CEOs in our homes. We're the CEOs in our businesses as well. And CEOs don't do all the things. No, they don't. They have team. They have people. Yep. And then they delegate. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Fantastic. And they just lead. They are the leaders. And so that is what we want to see it as, is that we are the CEOs and we need to like, you know, enlist that support, which includes spouses and children yes <laughs> you know, very much so benefit. right yeah. yeah because too many women insist on like doing all the things even when there is a help available because they don't want to ask or they're expecting somebody to say, to say hey i'm gonna volunteer for that yeah take a break like no how often does that happen uh, sometimes never. it does right and but that's the fan that's the, the the fantasy right yeah so sometimes it's and that and that is also boundaries right like saying hey you know what i need to take a break i need some rest i need some time with my girlfriends or i need some time to work i want somebody else to help me over here mm-hmm. and to claim that because we are worth that we are worthy of support yeah definitely I love that. Well, it sounds like it is amazing to work with you as a coach. So that is awesome. So where is the best place for people to get in touch with you online? So I have a website, which is the mompreneur success specialist.com. And I was thinking spell mompreneur M O M P R E N. E you are. Woo! Because <laughs> yeah. I keep saying it, and but I find that sometimes people go, Oh, how do you spell that? That's how you spell that. So the mompreneur success specialist.com. And then I would invite anybody who's interested in following my work and exploring more to check out my Facebook community. It's called Redefining Supermom. And I do weekly trainings in there. I do lots and lots of content around these elements that I shared about. 
And uh, so that's a really great place for, for learning more. And of course, to connect with other mom entrepreneurs who are on that journey. Yeah, that's a big uh, thing. Yeah. Finding community. Yes, community. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing all of your wisdom. I've loved every single tip that you have shared today, and I'm going to be trying to work them all back into my system and all of those things. So we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you posted, but <laughs> I want to be checking on you. Uh, on you. Yeah. But thank, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Amanda. It's been a pleasure. Definitely. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Mastering Google My Business to increase your revenue. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash learn GMB and you will be able to network with other business owners and learn all about the latest and greatest updates to Google My Business. See you there.